Welcome to episode 70 of Story Mode AVDM Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined this afternoon, this late afternoon, if you will, by the incomparable Keelan Simpson. Hello. And the comparable Sean Collins. Hello. You guys can fight for your titles. How's it going? How you going? Oh, yeah, good. Good. That was a surprising way to address us. Look, I, I, it comes at the top, top of the dome. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're what this is. Guys, episode 70. It, it's a very round number. It's a very scary number. It feels what's, weird. Like we had last week we had 69. Those little fun and fun and games. 70 seems same, 70 serious. Now, yeah, serious business now, right? Serious business. When we pass 100, I'm going to have to wear a suit. Septuagenarian podcast, this one. That's what they call it. They call some streets. Mm. What have you guys been up to? How's your weekend's been? Oh, good. I was just explaining um, how my Xbox Bluetooth controller just severely wigs out um, Middle Earth Shadow of War on PC for some reason. Very strange. It's been a weird weekend. What about you, Sean? I like how forgettable that, that game was already. Mm. Yeah, Sean, what have you been up to this weekend? Not much. Uh, seeing a little baby in the family, which is cool. Yay! Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw Congratulations. The old, thank you. I saw the old uh, Fast and Furious 9. Uh, oh, who, okay. I haven't oh. seen it yet. How is it? Um, better than what I thought because it's it's, yes. about, it's about family. It's about La Familia it's and about, not is. just the restaurant. They really drive it home. Oh. Oh, shit. Pun intended. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hey. What? Well, speaking of, of films, I've seen the polar opposite of Fast Nine. I watched. I sat down this weekend and I watched Tenet. Yeah, I wanted to Ooh. actually get your opinion on that. It's fucking garbage. Yeah, not a fan. It, yeah. is the most, it is the most pretentious movies I've seen since Mother. I hated it. Yep. Look, it's. I think. I, yeah, like I like the whole idea behind the plot, but fuck, it's bad. Like, and like I when I went to, I went to the movies to see it back like when we probably should have been going to movies and just the audio mix i thought like the the speakers oh, were right? broken in the cinema i was like what the fuck right? is going on i couldn't hear a thing so i watch movies like kind of early on um uh, weekend mornings and my partner's asleep still so i try to have it you know, not too loud and i normally have the subtitles on and stuff like that but then there are parts where the music just goes up to 11 and it's like, what's happening? So you, you adjust and then it go back, goes back to dialogue and then you can't hear it. And then there'll be music and dialogue happening at the same time and you can't hear the dialogue over the music, which seems like a very basic tenet of filmmaking that you want to get right. It, it, it's so frustrating. And look, very minor spoilers for uh, Christopher Nolan's tenet. But there's one part where they're talking about a thing that could, could just end the world. It will kill everyone in an instant, okay? Paradox breaks, everyone's gone. And this really dramatic moment. It's like, yeah, this could kill, this could destroy the universe. This could destroy everything. And then there's a woman who just says, that includes my son. <laughs> and it's meant to be a dramatic moment. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I fucking assume that. This kid that we haven't seen for the entire film, I assume he's part of... The universe Everyone. and everything. Of everything living. Ugh, so bad. So yeah, bad. that was a really disappointing movie from someone I thought 
I'd never say that about. So mm. should know better, but you know, this is mm. this is where we are. But you know what hasn't been disappointing? Decent segue. 2021 for games. It's been quite look with COVID and stuff like that. It, it's been a little bit rockier than usual. A lot more delays and things like that. I mean, I was hoping by now we'd probably have a Verizon out, but coming Please. late in the year, we'll try to hopefully we're hoping to get Rainbow Six um, out Please. by now, Far Cry by now. But look, they get pushed back. That's fine. It's uh, definitely letting a few other games shine on through. We thought we'd go through some of the bigger the bigger games that come out this year. Look, there's been a few hundred that have dropped this year. We haven't played them all. But we thought we'll go through some of the bigger games that have come out this year and give them a bit of a score. Many of the, the 2021 mid-year report card, okay? So I want you to think of this like a teacher. I want you to look at these uh, these students. Have they been good? Have they been bad? Give them a mark from... Is it, okay, A is obviously... The highest. We should have done this video game song and an S rank, but we're going to do it school style and give them A, A plus and stuff. What's the lowest? Is it F? F is complete failure, yeah? F is fail. Yeah. F is failure. And a e. is for A. Good job. I feel like it's A to D and then F is failure. Is there an E? There is an E and E is also a fail, but it's not as bad of a fail as F. Gotcha. So it's like a you tried at least fail. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for playing. Um, and then at the end, yeah, we'll go through... Some um, games that are, are yet to drop, but we'll see kind of where our temperature is with those ones. Mm. Now, to start off, January 20th, Hitman 3. Who has played it? I have. I have not. Jesse, have I've not. heard oh, so I much. I take the stage here. I love this game more than I expected. Hitman, Hitman uh, games are ones that I've, I've, I've dipped my toe in a few times, and I, I like them. I like... Um, stealth games where you can also kind of go off the rails a little bit and have some fun with it. Um, and Hitman games have always kind of scratched that itch. But the lore of these games has always been whatever, meaningless to me. Mm. Uh, and look, in Hitman 3, it's still meaningless to me. The ending is pretty lackluster. I imagine if somebody who's really into the lore, they'd be even more disappointed than I am. Just, but the world they... So you're saying that there is an overarching like narrative yeah. to yeah. these games. Yeah, there dude. Is. Hitman ha- Hitman has lore. Dude, I thought well, I knew that the original series, but when they rebooted it, I didn't realize there was like a narrative that goes across the entire thing. Oh, this is it's all like a big revenge plot for kind of making you into who you are and blah 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 blah. Okay. This Interesting person, enough concept. Look, there are moments in um in Hitman 3 with, with a story, the narrative, you know, hit some pretty cool beats, but just at the end, it's a, it's a very weak, weak ending. Um, the last level as a whole is pretty shit. But last level aside, the worlds they've created in this Hitman are by far the best I've ever played. Um, there's a, a winery where you can go through, you can make the wine spill everywhere in, in, the, in these massive vats flood the chamber. And then, oops, I've turned the power on electrocuted everyone it's really fun or you can just stab them with a hammer or you can smash the head with a hammer that's still pretty cool you can shoot them you can strangle them you can push them off ledges you can get other people to kill them you can poison them it's you know the typical um run of the you know the typical stuff you expect from a hitman game but there is one area that will go down as a top five location in a game for me 
the Carlisle Estate. It is very much fashioned along the... Um, imagine uh, the movie Knives Out. It, it's, it's that. There is the matriarch of the family wants to fake her death to find himself out. I won't go too, too far into it, but she wants the plan is for her to have a fake funeral. Um, there's also been a murder with the house. Her brother has been killed, she believes. Um, and a, a detective, uh, like, uh, oh, what's his name? Dubois from Knives Out comes along. Okay. So you have a few different elements going on. You have the fake funeral going on, the security detail there. So not, nobody finds out that this woman's alive, this detective, blah, blah, blah. Um, you have multiple members of the family. You can solve the crime. You can find it if this person was murdered, and if so, who did it? You can use the staff who was some who had their own drama. You know, they got um, maid service. You got chefs. You got gardeners. They've got their own drama as well, so you can play with that. Has one of the funnest kills I've had in a Hitman game, where a lot of the Hitman the cool kills are electrocuting people. But you take a photo of the exact moment. So you disguise yourself as a photographer. And you have all these different setup of uh, lights and stuff like that. So there's a lot of running wires where the family wants to get one last photo together before this fake funeral um, in front of a, a water fountain. And you can mess around with the pipes. And there's a little bit of water at the matriarch's feet. Um, I always forget her name. I always forget her name. Uh, so when you take the photo, it sets it off. And you get a photo at the exact moment she jumps out of her chair. You can see a skeleton for a half a second. That's it, cool. It, 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 it's art. And there are, look, one of the few reasons I decided to do a media report card episode and put this out as an idea, because I want to talk about Hitman. So I could brag about something. I had, I think it was the 37th fastest run in the world at the time for the Carlisle State oh, to damn. do the main, the main mission. Uh, took a lot of practice and it, it it tapped into something that a game's ever done for me. I, I've never been like a speedrunner in games. I've never really cared for it. But I just found myself doing going quicker and quicker and finding out new ways to do what I was doing, new weapons, um, you know, how to do it with no kills, how to do it full stealth. I just got to know this mansion so well that yeah, I worked out a way that took me like like 50 seconds or something like that. That's it was something cool. stupid. That's I have perfect. a quick question. Yes. The okay, so you as the titular hitman go into this mansion and then you solve the mystery. Like, what do you get out of that? What's the reward? You can kind of play people off each other a little bit more. It's also it's one of like the mission bonus mission. Ah, right. Uh, okay. Marks you can do. You don't have to okay. do it really. You're going in there to get some paperwork and. To actually kill Mrs. Carlyle. You can push her into the grave and bury her at one point. So she falls into her own fake grave. So the funeral's real. It's really fun. And maybe it's um, because um, we're getting... Oh, also, we stream these uh, podcasts live. We've got raided. by the freaking boss. Thank you very much. Now, if you want to check us out, if you're listening to this at home and you're listening on your iTunes, your Spotify, what have you, we do stream these podcasts live on twitch.tv forward slash story mode also. Thank you for joining in. Cheeky ad. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways you can 
get rid of her, but I just, maybe it's because I liked the movie Knives Out so much, I added so much of that to it. Mm. I got so into it because of it. Look, I liked it. And because That's I'm the only one who played I think I'm the only one who could give it a mark. I've got a question for you before you do the mark. Oh, sure. Um, I've played Hitman 1 and 2, and of course the old school ones as well, and a big thing on the Hitman games is replayability, like how many times you can do a mission in a different way. And you just said that you, of course, kept going so you could get a speed, like essentially a speed run, and you got 37th in the world. Big deal. That's mad. Um, yeah. What would you give the replay replayability of each level? Would you sit there and do it for a few hours on end or do you think you would get like, is there one level, obviously you just said the estate, you'd want to play more, but do you think out of all the levels in this game, you could definitely keep going back to do different things? Look, some yes, some no. Um, the Carlisle estate, I reckon I put about 15 hours into. Everything else, five-ish. The, the winery I really enjoyed, there's a level in Shanghai, which is a little bit strange, a bit of a strange one, but, there's so many different ways to kill people in that game that you want to explore. And especially you learn a lesson in one mission, in one level, and then you want to kind of try those what you've learned in other places. I remember, because I am excessively stupid as a person, I get to the Shanghai level, which is like the fourth level, okay? Um, and you have this like hitman ability you know how every game has like a a different site you've got you can use like an ability to know where stuff is like slows you down and stuff like that i didn't know i had that until levels in i was doing stuff by eye and having a lot of fun with it but i remember getting to a point where i I stuffed up and people were after me and I, i i forgot how to reload my gun again excessively stupid and i pressed the wrong button i'm like wait why are all these things highlighting ah fuck's sake I've wasted so much time. But that's probably added to my love of the uh, Carlisle Manor. Because I, I had to get so engrossed in it. Um, now, I, to be fair, I actually haven't played any of the post-release content. A bunch of stuff coming out for it. And I haven't touched it because I've been playing other games. But I don't know. Just in the last few weeks, I've had this like, little gnawing at the back of my skull to play Hitman. So I'm going to get back into it. And look, like Do I said, it. I'm the only one who played it. I'm giving this. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna hold off on giving some mark because I'm I'm gonna start off too high here. Let's talk about them all first and then go back and mark them all. I dig I it. Think it's fair. I Good think goal. it's fair. Um, it, it, you know that that hap- that's a happy medium. Speaking of medium, the next game we got is the medium. Yes, came out Jan- January 28th. Uh, came out on Xbox Game Pass, the best deal in gaming. Uh, I didn't like it. Did anyone who's play it? Nope. I haven't played it, but yeah, I've no, seen... Yeah, no, it did nothing for me at all. I've seen a lot of it, and I can tell you right now that that game does not appeal to me in, in any real way. The, the big thing about the medium was that you can swap between these two... You're a detective and you're trying to solve a crime. That's cool. Um, you've, you switch between these two realities. One's very dilapidated, and one of them is not as dilapidated. Okay, it's more like a hell slash shitty building situation. And it just doesn't feel impressive. Like, I understand that it's showing off the SSD speeds of the uh, Series X. Cool. I imagine there were better ways to show this. I mean, there's a game coming up later on this list, Rift Apart, Ratchet & Clank, which showed the scope you can have with SSD speeds in creating a new world instantaneously. This just didn't do it because it felt like it was just a coat of paint. 
over it. Nothing actually af- affected it. And even like the puzzle mechanics um, weren't utilizing it very well. It'd be like, oh, there's this like monster gas cloud thingy in this hallway. You stop to the other reality, you walk past it, you stop back. Mm. Okay. Was there a better way to use it? To be fair, I didn't go that far into it. I played maybe five hours off it and it just, it didn't get better. I did watch a lot of the coverage around sort of the performance level to expect from a game like this. And because it's doing that like dual viewport thing, you're essentially rendering, rendering the same scene twice and it's in it's not done in a smart or or um efficient manner in the same way that ratchet and clank does it um it just tanks your performance like regardless of what you're playing on like when you're do, doing those dual screen views if you want to play at like 60 frames per second it's basically impossible to reach it and that's a surefire way to turn me off a game not interesting and it was so weird like it, yeah the performance wasn't that great for it but it also didn't look great yeah i i can Look, I, like I've said a few times, I'm not the biggest frames per second kind of person, but I want a game to look good. I, I, I can kind of go between them. A game like Control mm. ran like three frames per second on the PlayStation, but it looked good. So I forgave it and I love it. Um, this just didn't even have didn't even have that going for it. Really Sorry, disappointed this one. Uh, oh, well. Now, onto a game that I haven't played yet. And I know Keelan and Sean are mad that I haven't played about it yet. March 26th, It Takes Two came out. Hell Keelan, yeah, dude. look, you've been, talking, you've been getting, wanting me to play this game for a long time, so I'm going to leave this one with you. Tell us about you It Takes to, Two. You need to play this freaking game, Jesse. Yeah, um, get out of here. So, dude, I didn't realize how much fun just a straight-up platforming game can be until I picked this game up. And it's like I rediscovered this whole other side of gaming that I'd long since forgotten and tucked away with other traumatic childhood memories, you know? This is <laughs> fantastic on so many different levels. There are some shortcomings, sure, but it's so easy to overlook those shortcomings when you're put you're put in this amazing imaginative varied circumstances like every time you pick up the controller um after a session away from the game you're doing something new something different the mechanics change constantly they never stay there welcome and they're there just long enough to to be fun it's it's so incredible you have to freaking play this it changed my life changed your life that's a big call that's a big statement it's a big statement it's dude it's it's got me thinking about other games that are coming up um, that may also sort of scratch that itch, uh, like um, I'm sure we'll speak about it later. Psychonauts too. Yes. Yeah. 2021. Uh, the platform was a back baby. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. I think. So it takes two. What? Oh, who's the guy who who made this game? The fuck the Oscar Joseph guy. Faris. Oh, yeah, Faris. Away, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. For some reason, when I when I saw this game, I didn't think platformer for some reason because we're so look we're spoken about this before platforming has been like almost like a dirty word in gaming last few years we just haven't got solid platformers for a long time so it sort of just fell out of my brain that platformers were a thing <laughs> so when i saw this game I'm like okay well like it's like cutesy puzzles and stuff like that but if you're saying it, it, it's like proper platforming i'm in because also how's the story 
it, it, it's dealing with quite a, quite a heavy subject matter. So I would like to see them deal with it in a, in a clever way. I think there's a very easiest, easy way to deal with it. Is is does the narrative fit the gameplay? Is it is it worthy of the gameplay? What do you think, Sean? I I have weird thoughts about this. Yeah, look, like the narrative is cool, and I see with what they're doing it, but but sometimes, like it, for me, this game is broadcasted for a general audience, including kids and whatnot. But I feel like the story is a little bit too dark for that at, at some points because um, kind of going into. Oh, no, nah, I don't want to spoil it, but you're playing... You can do some light spoiler. I know there's like, light, a, there's like a war spoiler. or something. Yeah, you're playing as pretty much essentially a couple that are kind of on their way out, like separating, and they're trying to... They've become their, their daughter's toys and they're trying to rekindle their relationship while also trying to get their daughter to do something to get them to go back into the human form. And it is, ah. it is kind but- of kind of sad it is kind of yeah it touches on some subjects but it is lighthearted as well where you can see why they first connected and they bounce off each other well but uh, yeah i feel like the story is at some point a bit too emotional and a bit too sad for a game for a general audience Hmm. i also heard one of the complaints i heard were um you know obviously being a a co-op game there are some areas or sections of the game which heavily rely on one player the other one sort of just autopilots their way through is that right there are specific sections and they're, they're quite frustrating. Um, if your, your co-op partner is not a gamer, um, it is quite difficult to drag them through it because it requires quite a bit of precision, more so than is needed in the rest of the game. Um, and there yes, was so there much experience par- in your voice just then, Keelan. There are parts where <laughs> one person isn't doing the interesting thing, where another person has the interesting job, basically, but then it switches around and reverses on the next obstacle that you have to kind of go through. So, kind of. Okay, I'm going to ask out. you. Definitely. I'm yeah. going to play the scene with my partner. I'm like, should I play with a certain character so I can have more fun? Because, you know, how would I? You know what I mean? They do do well, like you just said. They bounce it up? One part food someone to majority playing then they vote do a vice versa so everyone gets a gets a turn cool. next up on the list we have a game that i can hear so many people yelling at me out on twitter about already monster hunter rise now if simon was here he would have uh some uh, very cho- choice words to say and we ha- i have got him to uh to say a few things i bought this game the week it came out i love monster hunter world i'm like okay i'll play this and i just haven't been able to play this new one i i got it and i played like 10 minutes of it and then stop for whatever reason. Haven't played it since. Sorry, hadn't played it since until today. I started playing it. I'm just like, I like this. I can see why people love this. This is an incredible game. The fact that this can run on a Switch is mind blowing. It has so many cool additions to the Monster Hunter world uh, sort of mix that I, 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 I like. Mm. I just don't like it on the Switch. It's too complex Ooh. a game for the Switch. What What do you mean in terms of like the control or that the systems you, you that play, play simpler games on the Switch? Yeah, I, I, that's it, it, it's a personal choice. I prefer a simpler game on the Switch for my simple brain. But it, the button layer and everything like that, to me, work better um, with simpler games. This one has a lot of systems going. It's a small screen. I'm just like squinting my eyes to kind of read it. Of course, if you, I played it a little bit on the TV as well, um, by the dock. 
and it, it looks really good, but you also, it doesn't look as good as it does on the small screen. Um, yeah. Everything's stretched out. It, I don't know. It, it's a very, very, very good game that I almost feel is on the wrong platform. Mm. Um, it, 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 I'm having troubles with it. But I'm going to keep keep at it because I've been told by a lot of people that I will enjoy this. You seem to get to a certain point where you fall into a rhythm. And that happened with Monster Hunter World as well. Um, there is... A, is there a PC release coming out as well? Don't know. I know there's a bunch of like little Monster Hunter games coming out this, this year. There's just so much. I, I, I can't keep track. Yeah, it is Maybe such I'm a hard one to keep up with. So, now, I've, Simon, I'm not going to do your voice, okay? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to you. But Simon has given us some notes he would like us to read out. Um, Simon says, in regards to Monster, Monster Hunter Rise, the most fun Monster Hunter has ever been. Rise delivers fun, engaging encounters and larger-than-life battles. Weapons feel good to use and skills feel rewarding to pull off. Movement feels great fun thanks to the wire bugs and palamutes. And I think it's another great example of how making movement fun really lends itself to making an excellent game. Um, I'm sure Simon's check will be coming in the post. Uh, <laughs> That sounds like a press release, but look, Simon is the most hardcore Monster Hunter fan I know and will ever know. He loves that game, and I actually he 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 streamed a lot of Rise, and I loved watching it because you know when you you hear somebody talk about a game they're really passionate about, or see they're really passionate about, they know everything, mm. and it comes so natural to them. Um, that was him when he was speaking about it. It was really really cool to hear, and it got it got me excited for it. I was excited for him. Um. More than anything. And look, if he's saying this is the best Monster Hunter has been. Good stuff. Good cool. to hear. Take his word for it, yeah. Good. Right. Are you guys interested in Monster Hunter Rise at all? Nope. Tried it. Not particularly, no. Hated it. Not for me. Kim, that was a very definitive nope. You played the demo, didn't you? I played the demo. What didn't you like about it? Uh, feels clunky. Um, just, it's not fun. Uh, traversing isn't fun. Uh, the combat isn't fun. It's long. It's tedious. I just, I got bored very quickly. I found that was a really poor demo. That demo really turned me off it as well. But I'm I'm already liking the full game more than the demo. Because the demo just throws you in there and they assume that you know the Monster Hunter universe and how all the systems work. It's like, there's like a thousand systems here. When I played World, because I didn't know how everything worked, um, I was like 75 hours into it and I was using a weapon called the Insect Blade because it looked cool. That's as far as my thinking went with it. And you could shoot bugs out of it. I just thought the bugs just did some damage, but not much. But then I found out if you shoot the bug into like the head, the torso and the tail off of the creature, you start getting like stat boosts and stuff like that. And you become like 20 times more powerful with this fucking stick. The fact that I got that far into the game, not using it like that and just being goddamn badass doing flips and twirls and stuff like that felt pretty cool i also felt like i wasted a lot of time and the game didn't want to tell me how to play it Mm. but look i'm gonna play more of it maybe we'll do a stream of it simon if you're out there hit me up buddy i'm saying i'm thinking like i'm thinking about Simon like he's dead and (laughs) and like a ghost that's gonna speak to me commune with me from the dead who knows uh next up speaking of things that are dead outriders um, came to Game Pass. It was like sort of the uh, Wish.com version of Destiny. I played the shit out of it though for about a week. Cause I, I don't know why. It kind of just it, it, something about it got me. Something about it did appeal to me. 
I think it had some mm. promise. And I, I like, look, I like a loot shooter. Destiny kind of pushes me away a little bit because of how much lore there is in the game and how hard, it, how uh, it's not exactly accessible lore at times because they hide it and stuff. I still will never forget how much lore was hidden away in Destiny 1 on an app. And you had to go to that grimoire and read about it. It was, it was just nonsensical. And that always yeah. left a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. Um, Outriders seems a little bit more easy to get into. The powers are pretty cool. Where you can like walk behind people, stab them like in the class that I was in. Keelan, you played some as well, right? I played the demo. We, you know, we just spoke about a demo for a game which left a bad first impression. This left an infinitely worse, worse <laughs> first impression on me. It was just bizarre. Like, it was just weird. Um, it introduces you to characters and stuff, and then the characters just die off screen in the next moment. Like, that's Hells, yeah. part of the game. Like, that's that's not even just, like, a demo thing they put together just to demonstrate to you. It's super weird. And then after an incredibly long tutorial, it finally kind of lets you free with some powers. And then you're like, ah, oh, okay. Now I understand what you were going for. And it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad what you're going for, but you took so long to get there. I just, I can't keep pushing myself through. I just it, deleted the game at that yeah, point. Yeah, I couldn't do it. It's a weird bait and switch because at the start, you're on this like lush green world with all these different creatures. And you're like, okay, there'll be all like kind of monster fights. And you have this storm thing that goes around doing all sorts of goofs. It's kind of like a shit what was that other game like this and it's like it's like three dollars at a bargain bin now uh but but but, but you know like mech suits it was, it was trying to be the next destiny and it, it failed really badly anthem yeah anthem, anthem. was meant to have that big like geostorm that would mess up with the map i thought okay mm. they can do something like that that's cool i always liked that idea with anthem um but yeah when they do that bait and switch and it becomes oh you know spoilers i i guess you're in the future further further in the future now you woke up and there's there's war and you're in a battlefield now and all those cool animals and all those cool plants you saw they're gone it's world war ii and you kind of and you have magic and there's snow and sometimes there's a spider made out of lava watch out because you also have to get books for people uh and there's a lady who sells vinyl records just, it was a bit of a mess. Sean, did you play any of it? No, I didn't. And I I had a lot of friends that recommended this to me. I, I played the demo and I was like, kind of cool. Uh, but I kind of, so obviously my back, like I played a lot of Destiny and Destiny 2. I'm a big looter shooter fan. Like even like games like Division 2, I played so much. Um, and I, I was interested in this because like you said, it's a Wish.com version of Destiny. But I thought that it'd be a game that would just kind of come and go. And I feel like it did, and I feel like I called that, so I'm kind of glad I didn't put in the time. Yeah, like, did they have, yeah. like, post-release content or at all? Like, I don't any, know. Any sort of DLC, I, I, nothing like on that? Sale. I'm sure they have stuff planned. Good o. Well, let's move on. We'll spend enough time with Outriders. To April 23rd, new Pokemon Snap. That's the game that I know you two haven't played, but I played the shit out of it, and my partner is playing the even more shit out of it. I don't know how that's possible. She's trying to 100% the game and just... God bless her for it. It's better than I thought. I I didn't grow up with Pokemon Snap. I didn't play it when it first came out because I didn't have the right system for it. I played it maybe six years ago. I played it all in one session. Takes you a few hours and you beat it. Cool. 
this is way longer than I thought it would be. There's a lot more areas than I thought there would be. The sort of a, your research level system was really cool. So as you go up different research levels, more Pokemon get introduced to those certain um, tracks you go on. You have night and day versions of almost every area. There's a few little tricks. Now, some complaints. The photo scoring system is fucking bonkers. So oh, I remember yes. when we first spoke about this, I'm like, well, why would it be between one and four stars? That's not your rank. Pokemon have a one-star pose, a two-star pose, a three-star pose, and a four-star pose. Okay, so they're the different poses, all the different things you get them to do. So you may see a... Not, I don't know, I'm just going to pick up Pokemon. A Farfetch'd just sitting there doing nothing. Maybe one-star. Two-star could be... It, it could be flying. Three-star could be fighting. Four-stars, it could be fucking. I don't know what this farfetch gets up to. I don't know what you're taking photos of it doing. Um, it could be like interacting with another Pokemon or something like that. Um... But there's just no clarity with what's what. And sometimes a, a, a pretty ugh, photo will net you 4,000 points, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a different star ranking. Because the stars also, you can also get like a silver two-star photo or a gold two-star photo, but your silver two-star photo may have a higher score than you got. It makes no sense. It, 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 it's utterly baffling. But it's already fun. I quite like this game. I don't understand it, but oh, it, cool. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about the photo. I just, I just want to fill up the decks and I'm happy. Um, mm. It does do that really annoying thing with, with the original Pokemon game, uh, Pokemon Snap game did as well, where it's very finicky. The things you have to do to trigger certain uh, events and different Pokemon to come out, they can be super hard to find and it's just not... There's no indications of things. So it'd be like, you have to take a photo of this sand slash when it's on this hill, and then again as it runs down the hill, and then again at this other point. And if you do that, it'll get annoyed, and it'll go to this snow hill, and it'll claw it down, and then you can go down that snow hill, and you can find other stuff. Okay, cool. So, I found that out of luck. Yeah, so it's basically stuff that it doesn't explain to you at all that you would only yeah. kind of get if you... And you have to keep taking photos of stuff of it, so... Yeah, it's, it's it's messy, but again, I had way more fun than uh, fun with it than I expected. That's good. It's longer than I expected. Um, April thirty, Returnal, the first well, one of the first big next gen slash current gen exclusive games um, from House Marky. I have so such mixed feelings about this game. I was I, I'm I love the idea of it. It looks beautiful. Story-wise, the way the story is being explained to me, just very piece by piece, is, is so cool. I love the character. I love the world. I love the creature design. I love the guns. It's really fucking hard, guys. It's really hard. To the point where I remember me away. being really, really into the game when it came out initially. Like, you were playing it constantly. You were always talking about it. But it's solely the difficulty that's pushed you away. So... <laughs> You compare it to a game like, you know, Hades, where you're stuck in an infinite loop, okay? Every time that you come back out of that pool of blood at the start, you're better than your last run. You've got stuff, and it's very clear what these things do to make you better. So you're not going to keep getting killed by Megara. You're eventually going to be strong enough. No matter how badly you play, you'll eventually be strong enough to beat it pretty easily. And then, you know, yep. after your 20th run, 
she's just like a pretty standard enemy. You can fly through that easily. In this, I never felt that. You, there are things you can collect, but for the most part, they're gone your next run. And the things that do stay around, you need a bunch of them to do very minor improvements. I never felt stronger on the next run. I feel like I, I had to perfect that next run. I had to maybe explore some different areas to get myself as strong as possible to face uh, Frack, which is the first boss who I just, I can't pass him. I get close. I just can't do it. Um, it, it, it it's frustrating as hell. I know a lot of people who gave up on Frike. Apparently, he's one of the hardest bosses in the whole game, and they, they put him up front. It, it just got a little bit <laughs> tedious. Yeah. Have there been... Sorry, Sean, go ahead. Oh, Sorry, um, I was just going to say I didn't play it personally, but I've got one of my good friends played it, and he said the exact same thing, where it just seems like the difficulty is just ramped up to something ridiculous where a lot of eyes just turn away far too soon for what is a pretty cool game. Yeah. Hey, look, I know people like a lot of people kept playing this and fucking love it. This is going to be a lot of people's game of the year, and I think deservedly so. But as somebody who doesn't get into really hard games because I've got these dumb fingers of mine um, and really bad hand eye coordination, I just can't do it. It, it, it. it bums me out. It really, really bums me out. Were there any like patches to sort of address, address the difficulty spikes and stuff? Um, so. After uh, Returnal came out, about a week later, another game came out that kind of drew me, drew me away from it. So I played it really hard for about two weeks. Um, and I haven't touched it since. So I think there have been patches. I'm not sure if, how, what exactly has been fixed. Um, now that I'm in sort of a spot where I don't really have a game to play for a little bit, I am thinking about getting back into Returnal. Give it a go. Because I, I want to beat it. It's a big... Look, it's a big Sony first-party game. Like... Of course, I'm going to play it and beat it. That's that's my personality trait. As as toxic as that is, I'm going to get there. But it just it bugs me. Everything else about this game is is amazing. The art style, the art direction, the music. Uh fuck now. It's also a game that made me better at other games. So the bullet hell aspect of it got me very very in the zone for Ratchet and Clank. I just don't get touched in the game now. <laughs> Goddamn exciting. Um, now, the game that I mentioned that came out a week later was Resident Evil Village on May 7th. Sean, you played Village, right? A little bit, um, but I still need to get back to it. Um, I kind of got lost in the mist for me, but I definitely want to get back into it and everything I experienced with it was amazing. Are you a Resident Evil fan? Yeah. Um, I was kind of late to the party. I remember like playing it as a kid because my dad played it. Um but then obviously got into it hardcore um, when the PSVR version came out of uh, 7, Seven, I believe. Yeah. Okay, um, so you, you did come around a bit, a bit late to it. Wait, yeah, have you played yeah. Resident Evil 4 yet? No, I haven't played any of the the, t- um, the remasters that they've done in that. Like oh, buddy. Two and that. Yeah, got to get into it. I think you need to stream that. Oh, okay, I'd be down. Resident Evil 4 stream. For somebody who's never played it before, it's going to be a good time because that's one of the best games ever made. Holy All shit. Right, Let's make the Resident Evil 4 podcast. When that game comes out, that remaster, four hour long episodes building up to it. Done. Done and done. Cool. But, you, but obviously we've spoken to you. You've played a lot of this game. Yeah. No, I. It's a very strange game because I, I really like part of it, but I have massive complaints about others. Like the way it's broken up into sections. Um, 
very, very minor, minor spoilers here, but I think everyone kind of knows the main gist of the game by now. You have these different lords. Each lord has a different section of this town, and you need to go defeat them to go get to get something back from them. Um, and because it, if it's so section, each part is so sectioned off, it lacks cohesion gameplay wise. So it's like this is the uh, section. This is the really spooky section. This is a more action orientated section. And I just wish there was a bit more cohesion between these sections. So it felt like a more put together game rather than these different almost like challenge rooms being said there is one of these little challenge rooms uh that is one of the most fucked things i've ever seen in a video game if you've played it you know what i'm talking about babies now terrify me even more than they did before it's uh donna uh benavito's house Sean, when you play it, tell me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, another disappointing thing is, in all the advertising for this game, our favorite uh, big vampire mummy, Lady Dimitrice, was built up to be more... a bigger part of the game than she was. I'm actually wearing a t-shirt with her on it. Um, because I love her so much. I thought she was going to be a bigger part of the game, and that really... That was a bummer. That bummed me out. Keelan, are you going to play this game? Not anytime soon. You know what? It's weird as well. So I beat the game. I played the uh, uh, mercenary mode a little bit after it. I got really into the lore of this game. I was watching like video breakdowns of the lore and the characters and the universe as a whole. It does end on a very interesting note. I'm very intrigued to see where the series goes now. Because they could do some really cool shit or some really lame stuff. And I've already got an idea of where I want the next game to be set. A school. Like a boarding school. Spooky Hogwarts. That is kind of a good setting. Um, That would would be cool. I like when a game encapsulates you like that and you just get invested in it. More so like when you finish it and you're looking up conspiracy theories about it why this happened in the past and led to this part in the game. Like, how did this creature get made? How does this link back to the other games? And it's also annoying because you find out some really amazing stuff about some of these characters, some of these lords, and then, you know, your fights with them and your interactions with them are just fucking suck. Just mm. suck so much. Um, but there's a, there's a, there's a very <laughs> there was a moment in the game where I had to pause it because it was just like the funniest thing I've seen. So there's this little gross fish man named Dr. Moreau. And you sneak up behind him. He lives in this like wooden shack out by a swamp. And you take the thing, uh, the MacGuffin from him, okay? And you're behind him. He doesn't see you take it. He's sitting there watching love, like old romance movies in black and white on this TV. Eating a big wheel of cheese, Okay. We've all been there. The moment you take it, he realizes it and just throws up out of like panic, I guess. But it's like, yoink. It's just so like vile and unnecessary. And he's so pathetic. I love him. Little fish boy. (laughs) I had to pause the game because I lost my shit laughing at this stupid (laughs) trout man. (laughs) This. To fish that John West rejected. 
Hey, that man. is not a story I expected to hear in our recap of games <laughs> for this year. What should, what's so should, what's what should they put into Resident Evil? I don't know, some sort of throwing up fish, man, eating cheese. Fish and cheese going to make you throw up. It's like, say, a game that won't make you throw up. And probably the, the, the biggest game released this year so far, I guess for me as, at least, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart came out June 11th, and baby, I got that platinum on Friday. Whew. Sean, have you you've finished it? You've, yeah, I think we finished it on the same day last week, right? Correct, we did, and I got the platinum too. Yeah, yeah, hey, uh, pretty easy platinum. Kind yeah, of surprising because I haven't the, done everything yet. Yeah, uh, it was easier than the um, Ratchet and Clank PS4 game platinum. I remember having to play through that again and do everything all over again. But yeah, I just had to dive back in and do a few little bits here and there. But yeah, I remember the old Ratchet and Clank games, like to get your platinums or to get finish all the challenges, it would be like shoot the orange ship that flies past you in the city and you have to keep an eye out for everywhere for this orange ship you have to shoot it it's like oh that was cool this one the trophies were a little bit disappointing because they were quite simplistic Very easy it's yeah. like collect all of these find this person blah 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 anyway uh look now that you've had a bit of time to rest on it what do you think of it uh i think it is utterly fantastic what a what a good experience um for me it is a perfect game for everyone because it's a right amount of time in a story um gameplay is very easy to get and grasp and then adapt on that when you unlock more weapons and so forth um the story is very intriguing as well um bringing in rift yeah you know, um the yeah the story kind of surprised me i thought it'd be just a typical kind of ratchet and clank kitty game but yeah i really, I really enjoyed the story and I, i'm a real big uh, advocate for rift over ratchet but that's just me um, oh, I, 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 yeah, just make it Rivet and Clank. Like, I'm happy with that. Rivet yeah. is a star. I love yeah. her. She's um, so emotive. Yeah. And, and she has but, a little bit of complexity to her. I really like it. Yeah. Her oh, story is cool. True. But, um, yeah, back to the gameplay. Gameplay is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, I think that's my game of the year so far. Ooh. Okay. All right. Um, look, I, I, have, I have a few complaints about it. And we spoke about it a little bit last week. I just wish there was more to do on each world so each world has a main mission and one maybe two side missions i would have loved if there was a little bit more there or more overarching missions that made you have to do a bit more planet skipping and stuff like that um that sort of bummed me out a little bit but now that i'm, I'm playing a little bit through there's like a challenge mode so it's a, it's a new game plus i'm playing that and i'm really appreciating the detail and everything now that i'm not worried about being killed because I have all my guns and stuff like that. And now that you can level them up to level 10 now. So my lightning gun, whew, ooh, it does some damage. Um, I'm really appreciating the detail. Just the ray tracing adds such a depth to this game. And again, I, I, you know, your average gamer probably doesn't know that much about ray tracing, which is fair enough. But they would play this and there would, it's something almost intangible to them that makes this game just. You know what reminds me of? Just gonna go off on a tangent here. Remember when um, 3D movies were a big thing? Like you go to a cinema, you put those glasses on, and, you know, your avatars yeah, and such right. were jumping yeah. out at you and fucking you up. No movies did that well except for animation. Because every movie wanted something to pop out at you. Animation did the reverse, it created a depth. Um, I can't remember, it was like some movie called like Monsters vs. Aliens or something like that. I remember seeing it in 3D. And there's a crowd scene. There's somebody talking at a podium with a crowd that goes out. And rather than bringing the podium towards you, they pushed everything else back. And it looked incredible. And I hadn't really seen that in other films yet. 
And it was just like this really small thing that is kind of imperceptible and you really, really think about it, but it just made the experience different. I think that's what, kind of what ray tracing is. It's very, very easy to ignore, but there is something there that is creating this depth and this life in the world. I saw some photos taken of Dr. Nefarious and he has this big green reflective helmet, like glass helmet thing with all this machine stuff inside there. And people were messing around the photo mode and just like the, the way things reflect of that and they warp because of the curve in it. How, how, what? How does this work? Unbelievable. It's fucking witchcraft. Um, in, in the words of um, the graphics guy that I spoke about in the podcast where we spoke about Ratchet and Clank, it's just physics, man. Fucking nerds. <laughs> nerds. All right. Now I need to get these all, all a mark. So, Simon, what's up? And we have to agree on them. Let's, let's start at the bottom. We saw about Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart. Keelan, I, even if you haven't played the game, I want to score from you because you're part of that zeitgeist. You've seen what people are talking about. Has it impressed you as an outsider? I have no idea what the mechanics feel like, and that's a big part of making a judgment on a game. Um, but yes. from everything, all the feedback that I've received from everyone, all the videos I've watched, and I've watched a lot, it looks like that A-tier kind of game, you know? This is it, a massive AAA exclusive. It's what we've been wanting to see for the new consoles for a while now. You mean an A? Yes, A. Sean? I agree, I give it an A. I was thinking even A+, plus, but I think I'll, I'll leave it settled with an A. Yeah, I'm giving it an A because I do some some things about the, that bug. I wish the planets were a little bit more... Yeah, a, bit more a little bit more. With each level. Yeah, I, they could have done some really crazy shit with, with the planets and they kind of tamed it down a little bit. I was like, ah, it's a bit annoying. Resident Evil Village. Oh, I'm troubled on this one. I'm troubled because there are parts I want to give it a goddamn F. <laughs> but there are parts I want to give it an, an, an S rank. I'm going to give it a B plus. Personally. And that B stands for Benevento. Okay. Because of her house gave me goddamn nightmares. Keelan, I know you're not going to play, play the game. If you're not going to play the game, please watch a let's play of that section. Maybe. Peak video game horror. Sean, what would you give it? I think I'd give it a B minus. A B minus? Okay, so we're averaging a B right now. Keelan? Yeah, I'm going to say a B as well. I don't have it right. much to base that on, but my experience. Why don't you guys the write these down as well? Because I'm going to forget them. So we've got Ratchet and Clank at an A. We've got Resident Evil. So you gave it a B right then, Keelan? Yes. Okay, so it's averaging out to a B, so an A, a B. Returnal. Oh, I feel like a teacher that's been very much challenged by a student and hasn't really stood up to the task very well. It's like, oh, I hate this student, I'm going to give him a bad mark. But it's like, I failed them. I'm going to give it a B minus for Eternal. Ooh. Oh, that, that doesn't sit right. That could change. At the end of the year, I'm going to revisit this. When I, when I actually get, get good, as the kids keep telling me to do. Killing. Returnal. Uh, B. Just go with B. Sean? I'm going B+. Plus, just based on all the uh, PlayStation fans out there that live and die by this and reckon it's amazing. And like I said, people just need to get good, apparently. But 
So I got another B there. All right. All right. So we got A A for Resident, uh, A for Resident Clank, B for Resident Evil Village, B for Eternal, new Pokemon Snap. Had a lot of fun with it. But there are a lot of broken systems in it. Mm. And it, it very much is... It'd be hypocritical of me to give it too high a score. Because so, I think a lot of people... This is an unpopular opinion of mine. Mario Kart is a good game held up by beloved characters. If you took those characters out... Same with Smash Bros. If you took these characters out and you replaced them with just new ones, it wouldn't be as popular. It wouldn't be as beloved. I think that helped me with Pokemon Snap. If this was like a game where you're taking photos of like different animals, I would be much, much harsher on the scoring system um, and like random encounters. So I'm going to give it a C. Yeah, that's my thoughts as well, Jesse. It's like a C for me because it's such a niche game. It's a three-star, 3,500 points. Now, it's not a three-star gold. It's a three-star silver or two-star, whatever I said. John, what are you going to say? I was thinking C as well, just because, like you said, a little niche. Kind Give of it a C, and, man. Yeah, C I feel man. like it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, not really the game for me. I guess it has its audience. Mm. Um, okay, now we're up to the idiot of the class, Outriders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was a D for me, Jesse. Yeah, I'm going to give it a D. Like, it, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't bad, no. bad. It but it's not was just aggressively either. okay. Mm. Nothing stood out about this. There was nothing to talk about, really, with it. Yeah. I got powers. I wanted to see more animals, but there weren't any. Some of the guns were cool-ish. To an extent. Not a lot to write home about. No. Yeah. No. I'm giving it a D. I'm giving it the D. Kills, Sean. Yeah, it's a D for me. I'm I'm gonna make you work your averages out here. I'm gonna give it a C plus, just because that week it came out. That's all everyone was talking about, and it kind of had its moment to shine. But I think because that's a C minus. C minus. Yeah, it works out to be a C minus. I think. I don't know how to do yeah. alphabet math. Is this algebra? That's good. That works. C minus. Okay. Monster to rise. I'm going to give it a B plus because Simon scares me. No, I'm going to give it a B plus because the fact that this game can run so smoothly and look so good on the Switch is it's just another milestone for the Switch, really showing what that system can do because this is a console-worthy game. Like, console proper, not a handheld console. So I'm going to give it... I, I kind of think that's a valid point, Jesse, yes. But I think that this game is so dense and unfriendly to new players that, and it does such a poor job of like introducing all the concepts. Like, I've got to mark it down for that. Um, you know, we're not gonna uh, we're gonna hear so much shit from Simon in the, in the WhatsApp group for this. I'm sorry, wait. Simon. He's gonna it's yell a, at us. It's a, a C plus for me. He's gonna yell at us. Yell at us in his fancy accent, and that makes it even worse, man. That means it hit. Oh, de- no. It hits deep. It hits deep. Because I feel like he's disappointed, not angry. I'm so sorry, Simon. So, what did you, you give it, kids? Uh, a, a C plus. C plus. I gave it a B plus. Sean, I think 
you got to take into factor, like you said, that it's not really friendly to new people, but also all the diehard people absolutely love it and it's everything they wanted. So I think I'm going to have to give it a B. I think that's a B. All right. B. Once on the rise, it's a B. It takes two, baby. Kills. Well, you're, you're you know what I'm going to say. It's it's an A. It's an A plus. I guess for me, are we doing? Pl- yeah, we're you doing can do plus. plus. We're doing yeah, plus. We're doing plus everything plus else. A plus, plus, baby. Sean, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great too. I'll give it a an A minus. It's uh, no an A, just a straight A. Um, well, it's an average. I'm going to give it an A minus because it looks incredible. And this is helping to bring back um, platforming that it has my heart, it has my adoration, and it will soon have my money because I'm going to buy it. Hey, definitely. Good yeah, that works out to a name. Cool. The medium, get fucked. An E. Fucking hated it. I really didn't like this game. <laughs> it was so disappointing. Let's- I had really high hopes for it being like, oh, look at look what it can do. Flip it between worlds. Look at the SSD speed. Blah, blah, blah. And then I spent half my time walking around a goddamn parking lot trying to find a broken car. Goddamn dumb game. I need an E for excessively let's, bad. Let's take that. Uh, e yeah, sounds done. appropriate. <laughs> Last game. Hitman 3. Kills. Uh, Jesse, everything I've seen of this game makes me believe that it is an A. Big emergent op- like open environments. That kind of gameplay. That's killer. It's an A. Sean? I agree. It's an A. Definitely. Yeah, so well. Great. Everyone's got great reviews of it. I would love to give it an A+, plus, but there's just a few things. Uh, that last mission really kind of soured me on on a few things. I would love to give it an A+, plus purely for the, uh, the Carlisle Mansion, but it's an A. Look, that's a pretty solid half of the year so far. That's a really solid half of the year so far, and we've missed Good out on a few games. I mean, look, Sean, were there any games not on that list that you would like to give a shout out to? Um, yeah, a little shout out to a little uh, World War II shooter came out called Enlisted. It was in open beta, I think, in March it first came out. Now it's uh, open beta for people on uh, PS5, Xbox, and PC. Um, just reminds me of the old school Battlefield games, the old school Call of Duty games where it's a World War II Ooh. shooter, but they've done it in a cool style where you respawn with squads. It's accessible for anyone because it's free to play. Um, that's kind of uh, it's a game that kind of took me by surprise. You know, it's not the best graphically, but it's a lot of fun with your friends. I do oh, like killer. the idea of free to play. Kills, how about you? Oh yeah, I have something small to point out. There's a little puzzle game called Lego Builder's Journey. It's available on uh, your iPhone and on PC as well. And it's on iPhone. It's just. Yeah, it is. It oh, is. shit. Okay, that changes well. things. Um, on uh, PC, it has like advanced ray tracing functions and stuff, and it's just really gorgeous, and it's got a beautiful little soundtrack. It seems super chill. Like, it's just a chill puzzler where you move Lego blocks around and stuff. It looks really interesting. Are it's you, only you, just come out a, a few days ago. Are you putting stuff together or are you just solving puzzles? You're basically solving puzzles by moving blocks around. And uh, the gameplay I've seen of it involves moving Lego characters closer to one another. So you've got to move blocks around the environment to create paths for some of the characters. Is this an official Lego game? Or it would have to be if they're using the, the name yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's huh. a proper would, Lego. I've always wanted, and I there are different versions. Look, I like I like me some Lego. I've always I've liked Lego since I was like six. 
Um, I like building stuff. And I always wanted a really cool Lego building simulator. I know there are some, but I haven't been that in-depth. I want basically access to every piece Lego has ever, ever made. Infinite amount of them. And I can just build whatever I want. And I, yeah, I know there are programs and stuff like that, but just a, it, one with some, uh, uh, you know, decent UI would be nice. And some uh, accessibility options and stuff like that. Uh, hopefully mm. this leads to that because if they have all the ray tracing stuff and they've, you know, got all the bricks and stuff already set up. It shouldn't be too hard, I mm. guess. It's having them interact with each other engine. because I want to see like the technic engine and stuff like that being used because I've seen people Ooh. make their own things. It's like, God, if I had that many pieces, I would like to make something cool. But no, I, I don't. It's also on the Switch too. Um, Look, I don't... <laughs> Interesting. So that's the type of game that I don't want to play on Switch. Mm. That's the type of game I'm into. I don't really have any other games that I've really played. Yeah, I've, I've been sort of uh, going backwards with a lot of games, playing games that I haven't played before um, and that weren't released this year. So I don't really have anything else to add to this list. But I th- can see myself playing a lot more games as you know as this year progresses because we have a list of some of the bigger games releasing for the rest of the year. Some with dates, some without. It's stacked. Now, I expect a few of these to be dropped into 2022. Um, but let's just go through a few of them. And there's, there's true, yeah, that I, w- I want to stop on for a moment. I'm going to kind of uh, dig into a little bit deeper. But first up, July 16th, Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword HD coming to Switch. Have you guys played Skyward Sword, the original one? Nope. I have not. I have not either. But I've heard mixed things. Apparently, when it came out on the Wii U, a lot of people complained about the uh, control scheme because they, they were forcing people to use, you know, all the weird shit that Nintendo does with the controllers. And I think that graded on a lot of people. If that gets rid of that, I've heard the story's pretty good. I've just been, I've heard this from Simon, Zelda nerd, and my partner, Zelda nerd. And as somebody who, you know, only really dip their toe properly into the Zeldaverse with Breath of the Wild. I am very keen to go back and play some of these older titles. I was hoping that they would release, you know, uh, Wind Waker and, and stuff like that. Majora's Mask on the Switch, so somebody like me could play them easily, but uh, Nintendo's being a bunch of dicks. But I'm be getting this, and I'm very, very excited. It comes out really soon. August 24th, Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Oh boy. This looks this good. This could be interesting. This could be a sleeper hit, I reckon. Um, yeah, I have high hopes. Animation style looks beautiful. Sean, do you, uh, do you know much about this game? I do not. Fill me in. Um, you play as... Like, I, I don't actually know that much about it either. It looks like an action-adventure platformer. You go around yeah. a, a forest, um, be being friends with these little sprites that help you out. You have to kind of purge the forest of encroaching darkness and save all these creatures and stuff like that. The combat looks very... It looks like it plays very God of War. Mm. So simplistic. But it, it looks good. It's meant to look good with very little effort mm. put in, uh, which I love about God of War. Visuals. Yeah, mm. it's all about the visuals, all about stuff like that. You got a, a bow... A, like a spear I think and it just has a very very Pixar vibe to it animation wise it looks really really cute but that's cool also there's some cool 
kind of darker themes to it as well, judging from some of the trailers. You mm. see, some of the monster designs look pretty sweet. I, I'm, I'm pumped for this one. I, I think this one could be a really big sleeper hit. Yeah, this game, you know, even if Kina is, you know, just okay, it makes me excited for what the future games from, uh, is it Ember Lab? Ember uh, Lab. Ember Labs, yeah. Ember Labs, uh, yeah, the future games that they're going to make. That's, yeah, it's got me excited, man. A new IP is always going to get me excited. So Mm. I'm cool with that. Uh, Psychonauts 2, more platformers. Yeah, like I said earlier, man. A bonkers one. It looks interesting. Like I rewatched the the trailer for it as well. And I'm like, after playing It Takes Two, I'm a lot more interested in what it had to show. It, it, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember when I, I watched the trailer for Psychonauts, my, my concerns was, are, are people going to get into this? Because it is really out there. It's an yeah. older property that's getting, finally getting a sequel after like 20 years. Uh, will this appeal to newer gamers? And then, yeah, I, I kind of watched it again. And I'm like, this kind of it takes two vibes. This visually it has a certain mm. rough charm to it and a weirdness mm. to it. Uh, so, look, if it does well, it takes two sales wise. Cool. Give us more weird shit. Um, Hell yeah. September 14th. Sorry, Psychonauts 2, August 25th. September 14th, Death Loop. Yeah. Yeah. I was like this. <laughs> yeah. Cool concept. Don't think I'll play it. Really? Same. Yeah. Same. Really? Okay. What's pushing you away from it? I don't know. Just to be honest, it just hasn't caught my attention enough. Um, I, I see it every single time I go into the PlayStation store as one of the first games to pre-order, watch a trailer and stuff, but it just doesn't really catch me for some reason. For, it, this game is dangerous, dangerously close to oversaturation though already. There's That's been hmm. so many trailers every, for the last year. Every time there has been a conference, there has been Deathloop. Yeah. And only a few of them have actually added to my excitement for the game. Now, I'm just sold on the aesthetic and the music in this game. Um, and, I mean, the core concept, if, if done right, will sort of scratch a bit of a, that Hitman that itch that I've, itch that I've got. Um, I like Look, I like to assassinate people in games. If the FBI is listening, um, I don't know. I, I couldn't be an assassin. Can you imagine being an assassin? Can you imagine me trying to be quiet as I move around and shit like that? I'd be coughing and spluttering, mumbling my words, falling over. Ugh, gross. Um, mm. I'm probably more likely to die of like a coronary because I'll be drinking like a Red Bull on the way to a job. My heart will pop. Hmm. Depressing. Oh, God. It? And that'd be called the death loop. Uh. Look, yeah. This, this looks really good, but I've, I've stepped away from everything else about it. I don't know anything else about it. Yeah. The, the just m- release the game. Just release the game. Also, there's been a very... I think at this point, I now understand what they're trying to do with this game. Like, you can... You have to kill a bunch of different people in order to finish the death loop. And they seem all very much in connect, interconnected with each other. I hope there aren't, like, that false linear path of... Uh, you know, it's you can make the two people interact, and that's the only way to get those two people in the same room is to do a very specific thing. Um, mm. I hope they don't do that. I hope it's very, very freeing. So you can put them all into the same rooms, the same location, the same, you know, give you the same opportunities to take them all at once. But there's multiple ways to do each one of them. If that makes any sense. 
that make any sense? Have I gone full Deathloop and lost my mind? No, no. no, that makes sense. And I'm pretty certain they will do it like that, Jesse. It is arcane, right? Yeah. So. I hope so. Next up, uh, September 16th, a game that you're going to be very excited about, Shawnee. Rainbow Six Extraction, the dentistry yes, game. How are you feeling about it? Um, cool. I'm I'm excited. I think everyone knew it was coming. That's a Siege fan. Um, we just want to play it. It'll be good. It's, I love it's, Siege. I'm I'm intrigued to see how having these aliens kind of changes up the flow of things. Like how how human like will their AI be? We have the same. Will they say have the same exploits as the previous enemies in, in past games, or are we gonna have to deal with whole new things? Or are they just gonna feel different? Yeah, roles? I don't know. I think they're just gonna take out. Like I've mentioned, they had the zombie mode a while ago. Um, I think they're just going to take out... Um, I, well, I I think they saw that and was like, this gameplay is cool and people are digging it. So I think they've taken that out and made it its own entity. And I think it'll do reasonably well. I hope it does anyway. But as well, because it's kind of the shared universe with Siege, I think it's going to get more eyes in the door for that and vice versa. So it's kind of win-win for them to release this. Uh, October 6th, we've got Far Cry 6. Which... To get delayed twice, I think. Look, I think we've spoken about Far Cry Six enough on this podcast. I'm very, 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 very sold on it. I really yep. want it now. Yeah. I just want everything about this game. I can't wait to dive mm. in and get that platinum. Oh man, I just I'm gonna have some fun with that. Also, Hell yes. just picking a Far Cry. Did you hear that somebody made um, the old uh, yes, Golden Eye level in Far Cry Four? With the level editor. Far Cry 5. Wow. Far Cry 5. So the Far Cry 5 level editor, they used to recreate GoldenEye levels and that was uh, taken down. Okay. Yeah. MGM issued a cease and desist. Now, I have a lot of questions here because you're using another game's assets to recreate something. That's saying you just can't replicate... What are they doing wrong here that Dreams isn't? That's true. I think that Dreams has a different kind of aesthetic look to things that kind of gives you that. Oh, dude, you, 100% same, you can make... Have you seen how... You can, like, yeah, but that's what I mean. You still can make stuff exactly the same and virtually identical. And I thought they would have a lot of problems with that with different... Same um, here. Different companies coming in and issuing cease and desist, but... I don't I'm know. really worried this may have opened a door. A bad door. Where? Yeah, I hope not. I hope I'm just like kind of like overanalyzing it. Mm. But if you can use a level editor in a game to recreate whatever you want, I, I like some. It's a very weird section of 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 intellectual property, like law. I hope. I really hope dreams doesn't get caught up in because I've seen people recreate so many things. Everyone's favorite, you know, you got like Wipeout and stuff like that via Dreams, which is essentially Wipeout, but it's not Wipeout. To, you know, are they going to finally say, no, this is too many pregnant Sonics. There's too many of them. That's too many. Get them off. We gotta, he's so pregnant. There's so many babies in him. There's Not fast anymore. Tails. He's carrying too much. Please, please. How can he run? Um, I hope they don't get sued for that because I actually, no, I, I that would be funny because I want to hear like a judge and a lawyer say that. Uh, next up, we got Metroid Dread on October 8th. Oh, October 6th, Far Cry, then October 8th, Metroid. Woo. Oh, well, eating well. Toby's going to be uh, a stack month. Metroid Dread looks really good. And there's a really yeah. dumb argument going on on the internet right now. It's like, why is this game worth full price? It's a, it's it's 2D, it's a side scroller. 
Shut the fuck up. Who <laughs> like, says that? Who's, who's oh, saying dude, that? You're, you, you're the smartest thing you've ever done. And something that I'll always be envious of is that you never made the stupid decision to get Twitter. I'm stuck there now. I got, my, I got a, a little message from a few days ago saying, happy 12th birth, birthday. I've been on that hell site for 12 years and it's aged me exponentially. I'm a bitter husk for man now. I'll, uh, but yeah, do you, want, that, do you want better? Try Reddit. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm, uh, no, no, thank you. I, I know where my limits are. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Metro Dread is 100% going to be worth full price. It's going to be a very, very in-depth game. Mm-hmm. There's little touches I saw as well um, that were being focused on, like, when Samus is close to a wall, she'll put her hand in it for balance. And that's really hard to do to get true elements in that in that world to interact with each other in such like a nonchalant sort of way. A lot of effort there. And it's a nice little touch. And then like when she runs the other way, she sort of bounces off it. She pushes off the wall. It's, it's cool. The animation looks dope. Um, October 22. What a month October is. Holy shit. My money. I'm taking October off. Battlefield 2042. A trillion people fighting goddamn tornado is online. That is going to be a big launch. It's going to be a big launch with so many problems, probably. Server issues, yay. But this looks good. Sean, you're getting getting this, obviously. 100% day one. I'll be in there playing it. It's going to be great. Kaelin, are you getting this? Uh, No, probably not. Ah, goddamn you, Kaelin. I was going to say we should all team Sorry. up, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, October 26th, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Look, I- I'm still intrigued. When we probably reviewed this and we spoke about this, I-, I I was probably a bit too negative about it, to be fair. It's doing some interesting things. I just wish it did a few things differently. But I've got to judge it on, on the merits of what it actually is. And I looked a bit more further into it. Those dialogue options, they seem, mm. I think they're going to do a little bit more than I first thought they will. I think there will be more of a lasting effect. And look, not every decision is going to, like, not every minor decision is going to impact the ending of the game. But if it does start to change some decisions in that moment, I'm cool with that. Um, the the combat system seemed interesting to me because you are kind of bossing around your cohorts. You're, you know, you're playing as Peter. You're telling Groot what to do. You're not then swapping over to Groot. You're telling them what to do. So I want to see how that works out. Um, if they balance it right. Like, I don't... I don't love how, like, a game like Mass Effect did it. Again, I'm only playing Mass Effect 1 at the moment. Uh, I'm sure it's better by 3 and Andromeda and stuff like that when you're telling people what to do. It feels a little bit stilted. So hopefully mm. we get that balance right. You, there's a bit more of a... Uh, cohesion within the team uh yeah Um, on that topic i'm also very curious to see if they've learned anything from the avengers and you know between the release of that and there's a lot to learn from that i hope so there really is yeah uh october 28th october closes out strong age of empires 4 uh look if you want to hear our our thoughts on it october 28th we're streaming that bad boy (laughs) done and done November 4th. Holy shit. November 4th. 4th to 5. Now, Keela. Keela? Keela. Keelan. You're all there you go. Keela. Close enough. <laughs> um, you're our resident sort of 4th expert, or the closest thing we have to one. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess What so. makes Forza 5 special? Aside from its new location, which is in Mexico, and it looks gorgeous. It does. It looks spectacular. Um, I'm not too sure, Jesse. It's got a lot of, like, multiplayer-focused stuff as well, which is not my area of interest with Forza. Um, I think that's a big appeal for a lot of people because the Horizon games are sort of like Fortnite in that it's a space for people, groups of people to like meet up and hang out and just do things inside of the environment. Um, it's really easy to just link up with your mates and just play with them. Um, and like Forza 4, for instance, uh, even has like digital versions of your friends um, that it sort of, uh, they come and join you and like drive along with your race against you, that kind of stuff. It's kind of nifty. So I'm expecting to see a lot more like multiplayer focused things there because that's the, the huge strength. Is that that driver to thing? Yeah. I heard, I'm putting the story wrong, but I saw the story on Twitter or some site or whatever, whatever it was. Um, this teenager or kid or whatever, his, he used to play Forza with his father and his father passed away. But every night he would play Forza and race against his dad mm. and would ne- he would refuse to beat him. He would stop at the finish line. If he, if he won, he would stop and let the dad pass mm. because if you beat it, the driver driver would go away. That got me right in the feels. My heart, man. Fuck. That's mm. beautiful. I, 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 I like that. Type of that. Um, oh, I really like that. I mean, it has nothing to do with Forza 5. I really like that. Look, Forza 5 looks like, looks beautiful. This is the most stunning game I've ever seen. Forza's always been like, sort of nature porn. It's tourism. It's an episode of Getaway without like she host. And I I need to go to Mexico now. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the, uh, the pinata game. It seems a little bit on the nose, but I do want (laughs) to see what people do um, create with this whole Crystal. Hey, maybe they'll right, yeah. maybe they'll make a golden eye level and get sued. I'd like to see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I want to see what more more creative minds than I can do with this game because it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, could be interesting. Uh, then November nineteen, we've got Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Stunning and Stunning Pearl, Shining Pearl remakes of Diamond and Pearl, obviously. Um, and then we've got a bunch of TBA games. We've got Ghostwire, which has become something very different to what I thought it was originally going to be when first announced. So it looks fun. It looks interesting. It looks interesting. There's like a really odd injection of like super hot into it, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, That sort of came from left field, but hey, let's see what they got. Um, Another game I wanted to kind of spend a moment on and kill. I'm going to throw this one to, actually I'll throw this one to both of you guys. Halo Infinite. I am not across... Halo. I have not played Halo. The big thing that we got at E3 this year during the Xbox slash Bethesda uh, showcase was a breakdown of the multiplayer modes and some of the stuff will be in for Halo Infinite multiplayer. It did nothing for me. Maybe I just misunderstood some stuff because I don't know what makes Halo multiplayer special. Because I know everyone grew up with it, except for me. Can somebody explain to me why is Halo multiplayer so good and why would the infinite multiplayer work for me? Aside for it being free, which I really like. Well, yeah, that's a big plus. It is a big plus. Halo is accessible. Um, it's simple in comparison to other shooters. 
and the um, time to death is a lot longer than most other shooters on more the forgiving. at the moment. It's a lot more forgiving. And because of that, mm. you have room to sort of like maneuver and like do interesting things instead of just straight up dying. Splat and you're dead like you would in Call of Duty or something like that. Um, you have time to sort of like make an escape and uh, maybe find a vehicle and then fly to the other side of the map, regroup with your teammates and come up with a plan to actually take down the people who you were just killing, who were killing you. There's just a lot of room to sort of like explore and to, to be a little bit more creative with how you approach things rather than simply just having the quickest mm. reflexes. And I really like that. This plus the game mode variety is crazy. There's so much that you can do and there's so many things that you can customize as far as like multiplayer game modes go. You can have your typical, you know, like um, Slayer matches, death matches um, with regular rules on a small map. But then you can also have your big team battle things, which are just like 16 players just going at it on massive maps with all these types of vehicles, all these types of weapons and stuff. It's, yeah, it's a crazy mess. And it's fun because the game lets you do weird things and it doesn't penalize you for that. I think and maybe this makes more sense, like, you know, when you play and stuff like that. But as an outsider looking at it, it always felt really weird how sort of wild the multiplayer was a bit more fun whereas the actual campaign was very very serious they always seemed at odds with each other like thematically yeah, separate, at odds. Modes. separate modes yes but they are still part of the same game part of the same universe you kind of imagine that the multiplayer is just happening it's just a war on another planet and master chief's off doing something else they have connected in a way there's the same dna running through both and it always felt really strange that one was so over-the-top, fun, goofy. And the game, the, the the main story wasn't. I always found that really strange to get my head around. I can't really think of many other games that had that much disparity um, when it came to that. Uh, Sean, were you a Halo? Were you a Halo man? Um, so I was always a PlayStation kid, but a lot of my friends had Xboxes. So I can't tell you how many times you'd go over, plug in a controller and play the through campaign on one or two, um, with mates. So I did grow up with it, had a lot of experience with it. And then as well, when I got a PC last year, dived into the Master Chief collection and played a bit of online when they started releasing servers that were good to us over here in uh, the foreign land of Australia. Um, but I, I've had a lot of fun with it and I think that this game, of course, it has the huge Halo audience, but I think it is very interesting how they're doing free-to-play multiplayer. Yeah. Because there is, you mm-hmm. know, the the typical thing nowadays is the Battle Royale. Make that free-to-play, get your audience in there. And it's not really a Halo thing, which makes sense if you've played the game before. Um, so they had to find a different different way to get those free-to-play players in because it is a way of gaming now. We've got to come to terms with it over the last few years. Fortnite changed the game. We're now free-to-play games, uh, how you get majority of your audience in. So making multiplayer free-to-play is a very, very, very good choice by them, I think. And it's going to get yeah. a big audience in. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, and like yeah. I said, it's just different because it's not a battle royale, which is how games have always got it in. That's what Call of Duty's done that have absolutely blown numbers out now for how many players they have in that. Um, but I'm interested to see how it goes in multiplayer with that many players. So the multiplayer is free even if you don't have Game Pass. You can just play it. If you have an Xbox, I believe so. Well, yep. I mean, that's uh, they haven't really dived into the specific details of it, but that's what I'm gathering, and that's what everyone has said is that the multiplayer will be yes. free to play. 
So it's really interesting that because I don't think it's so much like oh, let's release the multiplayer for free in order to get people into Halo. It's let's release the multiplayer for free and get people into Game Pass. Because Game Pass is still this thing that just hasn't people aren't appreciating it enough. Holy shit, Game Pass is good. I was going through the library today to play some new games, and blows my mind every single time. The fact that when I was looking through the Steam sales before, I had to cross check with Game Pass. To see what it's like, oh wow, what a saving! It's only thirty-five bucks. Cool, I already got it. I'm spending a dollar on it, like a month, whatever it is. Like it's it, it's crazy. Um, I really want Halo to come out. <laughs> Halo, I want Master Chief himself to come out and announce the proper release date for this game because I want to stream myself playing all the Halo games up until Infinite. We should definitely run through that because you can play them all together, all the campaigns. If yes. we get the Halo Master Chief Collection and just play through the games, that'd be hella fun. I need to work out way. Are they cop? The yeah, that's what I mean. You can yep. literally have your friend just that's, join on you during the campaign and play. That's what I meant. That's like that, the main thing about that, Halo. Man. Exactly. Are we, that was are we the about biggest... to change up our uh, our Fortnite Thursdays? I'm down. I I, I that's uh, what I mean. Percent. When I was a kid, it blew my mind away how my mate would be playing. I'd go over and he'd be like, "Sick." Plug the controller in, and I'm just in there with him. Split the screen would split, and we'd play the campaign. Done. Fuck it. Thursday, Halo. Done. I shall be in. Big download. Now. Yeah. So get I've, I've already now. got. It. I've Four already games. got. It. Oh, cool. Um. All right. Sweet. Then other games to be announced. Uh, release dates to be announced. We've got Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. A trailer still makes me a little bit emotional because it looks. This game looks really good. Mm, Horizon Forbidden West, Solar Ash, and a game that the more I see about it, I'm like, okay, all right. Sifu. That karate game. Yes. The more I see of it, like, this looks legit. The combat looks, again, looks simplistic, but satisfying. Yeah. Um, it, it looks expertly crafted. Like, it looks very deliberate. I, I really like what they have going here. The game. thing that's going to be most excited is I saw a scene where uh, your main character is fighting an enemy and you throw something at them and they catch it. And they're going to throw it back. So it's like, it's like these, these enemies aren't walkovers. You can't just scot them in the head with a mm. bottle and they die. They're going to put up a fight. So this game is very much one I'm uh, keeping my eye on. But look, we're going to be eating well for the rest of the year and we're going to be talking about them all in the weeks and months to come so look at that that was a pretty good segue wasn't it like the way i was going there until i interrupted it by patting myself on the back this is all just masturbation now <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with all the news and and reviews and general bullshit that we have to say we are on spotify and itunes subscribe and leave us a review uh, as always I want to thank fan critical for hosting us just being a bunch of fantastic people Make sure you go check out their podcast as well. They've had a bit of a rebrand. They've got a bunch of new shows out, so keep update with them. Um, you can also check us out at storymodegaming.com. It's our website where we post our podcasts, we post news, reviews, and stuff like that. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at storymodeaus. We're also on Twitch, as I mentioned earlier. Jump on uh, also at storymodeaus. Uh, you can watch us record these podcasts live. We're going to have more... You know, we play a bunch of games, stuff like that. We've had some loot drops this week with some Sea of Thieves. 
We're going to be playing Halo going forward. That's going to be a time. Um, and we're also on Patreon. If you want to throw a couple of bucks our way, just search for Fan Critical. You get access to a bunch of extra goodies. But with that, that was a stacked episode. There was a lot to cover there, wasn't there? Mm, Keelan and Sean, thanks for coming on that little journey. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And everyone listening, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying our content. Tell your friends about us. Stay safe. Play some games. And, uh, well, uh, uh, bye. Mwah. Bye. Little kissy kissy. <laughs>